Hey everybody, welcome to the Jeff Rubin, Jeff Rubin Show. I'm Jeff Rubin, joined today on the old skype on the phone by Steve Heinrich, designer and editorial director at Jellyvision Games, who are probably best known for their game show video game, You Don't Know Jack. Welcome to the show, Steve. Thank you, Jeff. Now, I am a longtime You Don't Know Jack fan, but for those that aren't, uh, how would you describe this product? Uh, you Don't Know Jack is, well, we call it a twisted trivia game. It's where high culture and pop culture collide. We, uh, we, we kind of do a little bit of a... Uh, Keeping up with the current pop culture trends, twisting that with, you know, classic, you know, high culture facts that you learned in school. So kind of keep it a little bit more fresh and um, funny. And it's a, it's a video game. It's like a game show that you participate in as in the form of a video game, right? That's right. Yeah. So it's sort of like uh, there's a host, and the, ho- the host of the game is Cookie Masterson. And uh, he's hosted the game for some time now. This is Cookie, and sure, you can kill me now, but then you'd never learn the truth about your parents. And uh, he sort of asks questions. Imagine one of the hippos in the game Hungry Hungry Hippos starts courting a female from across the board. If he performs the mating ritual of an actual hippo, what will he do? Eat more marbles than other males, spit marbles into her face, hoard marbles for her, or poop marbles onto her? And you respond uh, by, you know, using your mouse or keyboard. Oh yes, a male hippo attracts a female by using his tail to spray feces on her. And you just kind of alluded to this, but uh, this product has been around for a while. How old is You Don't Know Jack now? Well, actually, you know, the first game was released in 1995, and um, so that is a long time ago. That was for PC, and then it had quite a run there for five or six years. Uh, We did multiple versions on PC. We did a couple of books. We did uh, a couple of internet versions, and then we actually uh, eventually did a TV show that starred uh, Paul Rubens, who many of you might know as Pee Wee Herman, um, or maybe you just know him as Paul Rubens. You know, you're a big Buffy the Vampire Slayer, not the TV show, the movie fan. That's right. That's right. Maybe, you know, maybe you know him from his writings. I don't know. I don't know if he writes anything. But anyway, um, you know, so we, we that lasted for uh, all of about six weeks. Uh, but anyway, you know, we had uh, some table top versions anyway it's been so that kind of uh when the pc um gaming sort of kind of started to die down a little bit and consoles took took over uh, you don't know jack sort of fell off the face of the earth for a few years and then we started to get back into it a few years ago with uh xbox playstation wii and so forth and then now we've uh we've gone into iphone and now we're on facebook all right so that's a very large overview of it uh, let's take that step by step. Let's go back to the beginning. How did this project get started? Well, uh, back in the day, there were about four or five folks around here. I, I wasn't one of them quite yet, but uh, you know, there were about four or five folks around here. That, you know, if we were going to make a game, you know, what would we do? And everyone here, you know, kind of hated trivia games. So, I, I obviously we, they decided to make a trivia game. But this, you know, what would we what would we do if we were to do a trivia game that you know we would enjoy doing? Because most time trivia games suck. They're, they take a long time to play, and it's about trivia. No one gives a, you know, no one cares about. Yeah, that's interesting. You mentioned that because uh, there's basically a trivia video game, a game show video game, on literally every single platform since the beginning of video games. But as far as I can recall, uh, outside of you, don't know Jack. I don't know that any of them have ever been good. <laughs> Is that is that is that right? Can you can you th- are there any that like inspired you guys where you were like, oh, these people did it right? Oh no, yeah, I don't want to put down every other trivia game, Jeff, but I would say that yeah, you're absolutely right. Like, gen- I mean, generally, like the Wheel of Fortune <laughs> Game Boy game, the Jeopardy Nintendo game. These are things that there's probably a Jeopardy video game on every platform. 
Uh, and I've played a few of them over the years, but I don't know that any of them are really uh, very fun. Yeah, you know, there was one that we played a few years ago when we were doing some research for the for the for the recent console version of the game, and and they had the characters on it. You know, the uh, and it, you were supposed to be one of these characters. I mean, it was really scary. I have to admit, I was kind of scared by the depictions of humans that they put into this game. Right, you can pick like which human you look like. Like you can cycle <laughs> yeah. through them at the podium. Right, and unless you look like. Uh, an undead, you know, futuristic version of a human, then you're probably not going to find one that looks much like you. So what was uh, your inspiration for doing this? What did you guys think that you could do better than other trivia games had done before? Well, that's what they... So they were like, you know, if we were to do a trivia game that, 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 that we want to play... What would, what would we do? Well, it would include references to the Brady Bunch and to, you know, toys that we enjoyed playing with when we were growing up and uh, pop, you know, pop culture references like that. So that's when, you know, you don't know, Jack, we always say it kind of became the mixture of high culture and pop culture where you could ask about Scooby-Doo and Shakespeare in the same question. And can you give us, uh, off the top of your head, do you know an example of one of those? Oh, well, just using that example I just told you, like one of the classic, classic ones is uh, what do Scooby-Doo and, and Hamlet have in common? And it's, uh, you know, they'll have four answers, and one of them's like, uh, one of them's, uh, they both knew a Daphne, you know, they were both great Danes, and that's how, that, that's kind of how it works, so you can see how it comes together like because that. Because Hamlet is Danish? Is that correct? That's correct. Oh, okay, okay. Even with you <laughs> explaining it to me, I still was like, uh, I still had some trepidation about my answer. Well, that's why we call the game You Don't Know Jack. Uh, but that's, that's why I think uh, I always enjoyed it, is because there's no single area of trivia I know a lot about, but I know a little bit about a lot of different things, and this kind of pulls them all together. Yeah, that's the, that's the kind of... That's, why, that's one of the things we like, that we think makes the game more accessible to people is because maybe you might not know about uh, Shakespeare, but you might know about Scooby-Doo, and that could help you answer the question. So that's sort of, that's, you know, if you know a little bit about Dr. Phil, but maybe you don't know a little bit about, you know, Dr. Albert Schweitzer, you might have a better chance. So that's how, that's kind of how we approach it. Did you or did anyone on your team ever have any actual game show experience? Or was this a, a first trivia writing thing for all of you? It was a first, it was a first stab for all of us. And, um, you know, we've, uh, we've employed over the, over the vast time that this game's been out there, we've employed people who have gone on to work in television. And, uh, and like I said, we did the, um, we did the uh, TV show for a while. So we did get our feet in the, in the, uh, our toes in the water there. But um, no, when we, when we first came up with this game and uh, we've never, we, no one here had any game show experience. And how many people are working on this? How many people does it take to put together a You Don't Know Jack? Right now, um, we've got a staff of about, well, working specifically on the, the Facebook version of You Don't Know Jack, we probably have a staff of about 12, 12 folks working on that. Well, from engineering, uh, like I said, our host, Cookie Masterson, who, uh, who actually, we're here in Chicago. He's in New York, so he records in New York. And uh, we write the stuff here for him and send it off to him. And um, we update you know, we update um, every other day on Facebook, so we have new content coming out all the but time. But how many writers are there? Writers, there are currently uh, six of us. So, how do you guys do this? How do you, like, blank page, you gotta come up with a question. How do you decide what you're gonna be writing a question about? Well, a lot of it, you know, a lot of it is the, you know, we're, we're, writers go off and sort of just uh, do it themselves, but we also have. Uh, every couple of days, we have meetings where we say, "Okay, what's in the news right now? Uh, what's going on?" You know, uh, for instance, uh, speaking of Jeopardy, actually, you know, Alex Trebek just uh, had a mild heart attack, 
uh, over the weekend. So, what can we do about that? What's funny about that? Exactly. Well, what isn't funny about it? No, I'm just kidding. Uh, you know, so yeah, we, you know, we, we, we that's that's what we do. We, we had a meeting about that today. You know, we talked about. We also today we talked about. Uh, you know, I don't, maybe you heard about the uh, giant uh, t- tortoise. The last giant tortoise from the Pinta Islands. That Lonely died. George. Yeah, Lonely jo- Lonesome George. Lonesome George. Yeah, and so we thought about, you know, so that's the kind of stuff every couple of days all the writers come in and say, hey, what if we did a question about, uh, you know, this person who died or whatever. Do you have to be careful to make sure that the questions cover a variety of topics? Like, say you're a big Scooby-Doo fan. Is there a deliberate effort to make sure that all the questions aren't about Scooby-Doo? <laughs> Yeah, you know, we definitely try to uh, keep it a, a wide variety and try to keep it a little more current. You know, one of the interesting things is when we first started doing this game back in uh, 95, it, it was a little bit more about, you know, um, nostalgia for wha- for when, you know, 20 to 30 years ago, you know, like back in the early 70s, there was a lot of stuff about, you know, the Brady Bunch and Gilligan's Island and that kind of, uh, that kind of stuff. And then as we've sort of, the game sort of evolved over time, I think now we do, a, we, we stick a little bit more to current pop culture. So you'll find a little bit more about uh, us, you know, poking fun or asking questions about things that are around today, like uh, Britney Spears or Lady Gaga and the music part of it or you know or we'll do more current tv shows not that we don't cover uh older movies and tv shows but we uh, there's a lot more current stuff and especially with facebook we can keep stuff you know kind of up to date how do you gauge the difficulty of a question do you have to like field test it to make sure that people uh not only can understand the turn of phrase and what you're asking because there's two things to read on a jack question first you need to be a little bit clever a little bit street smart to figure out what you're asking and then you have to be a little bit book smart to actually know the answer so it seems there's two variables at play here. Do you have to test them to make sure that people get both ends of that? We have a room full of chimps. No, I'm just kidding. No, I, we, I, you know, sometimes what we do here is we'll grab people around here that don't actually work on You Don't Know Jack because uh, Jellyvision is a big company. And we have people who aren't working actually in the games division. So sometimes we'll bring those guys by and pl- test the game on them. Um, and then we'll give them an orange juice before they go. Uh, or, or, you know, we'll... Uh, we'll just uh, play it by ear because we've 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 actually tested this many times in front of uh, uh, you know behind the big screen where you you know you could see it's a one way mirror you know and we we got we definitely noticed exactly what you what you just said which is that it's a, our questions can get a little convoluted so uh, we have to make sure that everything we're doing is very clear to the user and even still some people are going to be confused but you know like I said sometimes people just don't know Jack. yeah that's kind of the the point of the game. Do all the writers work on questions? Because in addition to uh, very funny questions and very funny answers, there's all this other uh, comedy, really, uh, throughout the game. There's fake sponsors, there's funny retorts for wrong answers, and all that kind of thing. Is there anyone who's working on just that, or is everyone doing questions and other stuff, too? You know, we like to, everybody works on everything. We like that's why we, you know we, when we have when we hire our writers, we sort of do a really thorough process of like, you know, can you do this? Can you do that? Can you do this? Because we want everybody to be able to do everything. So, um, but we do have specific times. Like we'll say, okay, now this week we're just going to write our uh, some funny commercials. You know, we have fake commercials in the in the games. Later tonight on the season premiere of Hoofs of Love. 
18 women living in a house competing for the love of one famous horse. Oh my God, he was in that movie Hidalgo? He was the one that wasn't Viggo Mortensen. Who's up for body shots? But it's not just fun and games because all's fair in love and horse. Most of these women are here to drink and be on TV. But for me, it's real. I'm falling in love with that horse. Sorry, I am not here to make friends. I am here to f*** a horse. And it's all part of one horse's crazy journey to find love in L.A. I'm afraid there's only one saddle left. Will it go to Tamara or Nikki? Oh my gosh, pick me, pick me, pick me. Ugh, let it be me. Don't say nay. <laughs> that bitch better get off my horse. It's time for an all-new season of Hoofs of Love. This horse is not just back, he's bareback. So we'll say this is a commercial week. Send and send some ideas in. We'll go through. We'll pick out the best ideas, and then we'll go off and record them. And we'll bring in you know voice talent from you know these pe- people might know from outside of Jellyvision, and then we'll record these commercials. So we'll we'll segment it like that. And they're definitely you know some I I'll, you know they're definitely writers who are like oh that's you know you need a you need a really funny opening line from Cookie. You know he has an opening line for every episode. You want to go to this guy because he's. He he generally can you know if you're if you're in a pinch he can really get one get a good one for you and if you're trying to punch up a joke or something there are people who are stronger at that so everyone has their strengths but we do like everybody to be able to do everything. What are the elements uh, besides the questions that need to be written? You have stuff like the fake ads. Yeah, we got the, you know we've got the fake ads. Um, you know uh, we we do all sorts of media outreach so we do you know we do posts we try to keep our posts on facebook and twitter updated so we're writing those things constantly every day um and for for both you don't know jack fan page for cookie masterson's fan page our host he has his own own page on facebook so you have the writers doing that so that it is in the voice of the game Absolutely. So all that's in the voice of the game. Does Cookie run his Facebook page, or do you run the Facebook page? The writers on the Facebook. It, page? Well, Cookie, you know, Cookie, we don't really know what Cookie does. So he, he basically gives us a couple of hours of his time every day, and that's it. So you know, we he, sometimes he posts on the page. We have no idea it's coming, and sometimes we post on his behalf. So I'm sorry, I interrupted your list of things <laughs> that needed to be written. Oh, okay. Well, there's uh, there's the. Let's see. I may have, that may be exhausting. It there's the, the 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 funny commercials. We also do you know the we have video ads. So you know the the video ads that sort of open up each episode, which are kind of related to the to the sponsors. We we help the uh, the art team write those and the music guys uh, concept those. And then you know if there's anything like sometimes we'll do uh, promotions with outside groups and we'll be like, hey, can you write a you don't know Jack question for you know insert you know, blank product here. So we do that kind of stuff every once in a while. Who does the incredible, and this has been a hallmark of the Udo Jack series since the beginning, the transitional songs between questions. Every question uh, has its own fun jingle to announce what number question you're on. Uh, And they're almost like always a parody. Who's putting those together? Oh, well, those are, a couple people are working on those. I mean, everybody's giving their input, but... Our music director is uh, our music and audio director is Andy Poland. He's a genius, and then we've got our art team uh, led by a- uh, Allard Laban, who is also an art genius. And we've got a couple of our artists, Tim Tim Sniffen and Jody Evenson, that work on those. So uh, we you know we've got we've got not only do we have funny talented people on the writing staff, but we have it in the music department and the art department too. Do you have a favorite question jingle from uh, over the years? Well, I think the classic one. You know, the classic one that a lot of people remember is the question four from way back when. Uh, you're my, my question, question four. Forevermore, I love you. My question four. 
and that was how that one went. And then at the very end, there'd be you know the question that cares uh, that came up on the screen. And so when we released the most recent version of the game on console, and even a little bit here on the Facebook version, uh, we tried to make a little homage to that with the uh, question four being question that cares. Something uh, that really stands out in my mind about uh, you don't know Jack when I remember the old games is that they had uh, that you had. A like a funny retort for a lot of wrong answers, and most of the game is multiple choice, and you know that um, occasionally someone's going to pick B instead of C. But even uh, the questions that involve typing in answers, you guys seem to have speculated what wrong answers people might guess, <laughs> and then have a wise ass reply to that. It's almost it's almost like a magic trick, you know, where it, like uh, it, 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 it's almost like becoming something more than a video game. It really is like a, you're participating in a live show at that point. Uh, how hard was that? Well, I mean, you know, that's sort of like, like you said, I think that's kind of what separates us from other games. We really try to make the user feel like they're engaged in the experience and that Cookie is talking to them and reacting to them. So, yes, we write custom uh, dialogue responses based on, on what you pick and perhaps even, you know, your score at the time, or, or like you said, you know, when you type in specific things, uh, Cookie will have a response to that. Like if you type in your name in the beginning, sometimes it'd be like, Jeff, real creative, you know? And this is not <laughs> something you're picking from a list. You type Jeff. So is, I don't know that I can think of any other video game that, uh, you know, thought that far ahead and, and anticipated that kind of thing. Yeah, true. And, and also, you know, if you, 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 know, you want to really get cookie going you might want to type in some curse words there that'll really that'll really well, get that i have seen i think a lot of video games <laughs> going back to like text adventures because they know the first thing you're going to type in is a curse <laughs> word right. so like you know i remember king's quest 4 which had graphics this is not the uh earliest text adventure but like if you were like shit it'd be like that's not very proper rosette rosanna or whatever her name was the <laughs> that's right right, uh, right so that is a great game it seems like uh, now it's almost like a regular TV show that you're putting up uh, where there's an episode that needs to be produced every week. But when you were doing one CD-ROM for the PC and that was the product, how long did it take to record all that dialogue? Because there must be hundreds of hours of dialogue over the game. Oh, yeah. I mean, I, in fact, it's, pro yeah, it's probably thousands. Like, now you're probably knocking it out, I imagine. You know, you chip away at it, like you were saying, Cookie does a few hours at a time. Right. You know, well, there's, there's sort of like two levels to it. There's, there's the baked-in, you know, dialogue that he's going to have responding to the general things that happen throughout any game. And then there's the custom stuff that's for each episode. And so, you know, we have, you know, we had in the, in the most recent console version, to speak to that one, we had 73 episodes, 11, uh, 11 questions each. Uh, you know, each one of those could have uh, 8 to 12 different dialogue slots associated with them. So you're talking thousands and thousands of dialogues. Um, so, yeah, I, I mean, I, I don't know the exact number of how many hours, but it's a lot. How long did it take to uh, put together one of the CD-ROMs back in the day, uh, one of the, like, to complete one You Don't Know Jack product? Oh, gosh. Um, that was probably, it was like a nine-month nine nine month cycle, I think, was about, was about average. Um, and then for this most recent console version, uh, it was about the same, a little bit shorter, uh, a little bit tighter deadlines on this one. Do you prefer the new system where you're just putting out a smaller amount of You Don't Know Jack every week? Yeah, you know, it's fun because you get to keep up with 
things that are happening in the news right now, of course, you don't really get a break, you know, so it's sort of like, uh, but, you know, that's part of the fun of it, I think, you know, I mean, it's, and it keeps it fresh, and, you know, and the other good thing is, you know, if you if you put out an episode on, uh, on Wednesday, and it's sort of like, well, you know, that was an okay episode, you have a chance to come right back with a really strong one on Friday, so. So let's talk about this Facebook version, and a little more about how it works. Each time you go to it, you are playing one episode. One episode is a game. And a game is a little shorter on the Facebook one. I think it's five questions, right? Right, yeah. We sort of like said, what we looked at like, how long does the user normally spend playing a Facebook game in one sitting? And so we kind of based it on that. And how often do you put up new episodes? We put them up right now. We're putting them up on Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at, at, at midnight uh, Central Time each of those nights. So if you want to be the first one to play, you can log on then. One thing that seems uh, really interesting about it is that you can do something that you couldn't do in the old version of You Don't Know Jack. The old version kind of had to be... Uh, like like a DVD, like a movie, a thing you had forever, and that was it. But uh, now that it's this living, breathing thing, you can do things like work in current events. What other advantages have you found uh, working on this new Facebook version? Well, like I said, working in current events, and the, and the big thing is, you know, you can sort of tap into like, well, you know, that, the episode we put up on Wednesday, we covered X, Y, and Z. So Friday, we're gonna co- we're gonna cover these other three or four different topics and that way you know you know that people are playing them in, in a specific order you know that's kind of one of the things I like about it is because you could say well here's what they heard on Wednesday now we can sort of switch it up a bit and here's what they can get on Friday so you know when you have a when you have a disc you know and people have an episode selector or whatever they can play them in any order they want and you never know how they're going to perceive it so that's sort of that's one of the things for, as, from an editorial perspective that's sort of one of the things I like about this the old versions also this episodes thing uh, came somewhere down the line I feel like the old old one just had 800 or whatever it was questions and then you know they were all mixed up and you'd get them in whatever order but now there's a specific episode so you make sure you're not you know we haven't played 19 yet, so we'll see all new questions when we play 19. Right, exactly. And I think, I, and I always thought that was an improvement because what would happen would be, you know, you get to the in the uh, older version of the game, you'd get, you know, well, you'd be 30 episodes in, and now you're starting to get some repeat questions, and it would be just maybe one or two throughout an episode. But it really, if you were playing with people who hadn't played those questions before, it'd be unfair. This way, you know, you can play every single question and be sure that you're never going to see a duplicate. Are there any other improvements, things like that, uh, that the series evolved over the years that uh, even that that's not really a big change. Like you wouldn't put that on the back of the box, but it makes a big difference in how much you can enjoy the game. Right. You know, well, I think one of the things we just sort of honed in on which of the question types people really, really responded to. You know, we've got the, like you said, we've got the standard multiple choice questions, but we've got the dis or dat. Can you explain how dis or dat works? Dis or dat, for instance, uh, so there'll be seven items, you know, uh, one, we, we t- I mentioned Dr. Phil earlier. We had a Dr. Phil one where it was sort of, uh, was, um, you know, is it uh, uh, one of the top 10 pieces of advice for from Dr. Phil for a first date or a children's board game? And so it was something like, you know, don't spill the beans. Don't tip the waiter. <laughs> you know, uh, don't, uh, I forget what the rest of them are, but that, that's the kind of idea. So you get seven items in a row, and you kind of have to pick, is it this one or that one? Or, you know, it's, uh, or sometimes it's a both. You know, I think there was one we did recently that was, um, you know, uh, is it a character from the Nutcracker a brand of vodka or both? So, so you know, so that's sort of the concept of the sister dad. It seems like this new version of You Don't Know Jack being on Facebook obviously has a lot of advantages, but are there any drawbacks? Uh, drawbacks. Let's see. Well, there's the, there's an advantage and a drawback. One one of the advantages because we're kind of in a beta stage right now, so there's still some bugs that are getting worked out. The advantage is, you know, people can tell us, oh, hey, 
maybe you could do this, maybe you can do that, and we can sort of change the game on the fly. On the other hand, sometimes there are bugs uh, that lead to that. So um, it's sort of a half, six of one, half dozen of the other. It's good that people can, we can tell us there are bugs in the game, and we can fix those on the fly, which would be better than if it was on a console game where we couldn't fix it, uh, which definitely always happens. Um, but on the other hand, you know, because we're constantly changing things and updating things, some things can get a little wonky. But luckily, I think, you know, for the most part, if it doesn't, if it ever gets to the point where, you know, people lose uh, game credit or something we give them, we obviously can refund all that immediately. So pluses and minuses on that on that front. Now, what is a game credit? Okay, so uh, currently on Facebook, you 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 buy game credits. So you buy games, and you you get one free game if you show up every day. So you every day free game for everybody. So if you show up, log in, you get a free game, and then if you want to play more games, then you can buy packs of games. That's sort of how we set up, have it set up right now. You can buy a five pack, ten pack. 20 pack or 40 pack and those those game credits just sort of go up into your little credit list anytime you want to play log in if you want to play more than one game per day you can play and you know put in another coin so for free you can play you don't know jack once per day but if you want to play more than once per day that's when you got to buy credits right and then you can also buy a couple other things right now you can buy uh some of our uh Performance enhancers, which help enhance your score. Now, how does that, how does the performance enhancers make you feel from a game design perspective? Are you afraid that that's giving people uh, that are willing to pony up real money an advantage in the game? Because it is. I mean, that's how, that's what's happening. So, how do you mitigate that? It definitely is. Uh, the re, you know the the way I like to put it is you know we put it in there. It, look, if you want to use it. You know, that's that's on your conscience. I haven't, I haven't used one, but I'm sure Cookie has something to say when you do it. <laughs> and, well, the other thing is, you know, um, there are a lot of stupid people, and, you know, we want to give them a little hand. Just give, give them a little leg up. <laughs> you, know, you know, if you really, really, really feel like you need it, go ahead and use it. And even if you don't, if you're just trying to beat your friends, that's the other thing we haven't talked about. You know, when you play a game on Facebook, if, your friend, if any of your friends have already played that episode, uh, then they'll sh- they could very well show up in your sort of leaderboard, and you're trying to beat them for that episode. So it's you get this sort of competitive back and forth against your friends. And you know, if you see your friends used a performance enhancer, you might use one too. Can you see if your friends used a performance enhancer? Yes. Okay, so they're not they're not lying at least. <laughs> they're not. <laughs> they're lying. just cheating. It's, yeah, it's clear yeah, that. Yeah, exactly. So you have to cheat back, or you know, you can just say, "Hey, I'm going to beat you, even though." You're cheating. Yeah, and I think that's also uh, having your friends there is one of the major advantages of having it on Facebook that we haven't even discussed yet is that the game's like already plugged in uh, to everyone you know. And uh, the way the multiplayer works is like you kind of, even though your friends aren't playing at the exact same time as you, you can see how they did step by step. It's like, you know, sharing uh, a ghost, a trial run in Mario Kart, so you can see how your friend did it and compete against that ghost, but in trivia version. It's the trivia version of that. Yeah, in fact, that's what we kind of what we call it around here internally. We call it the ghost player. You know, that's what we call it. So it's sort of like you know. I thought you were going to yeah. say you called it the ghost player from Mario Kart specifically, and I was really excited. <laughs> that's well, I didn't want to copyright infringement. No, uh, but no, 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 we we do we just call it ghost player. But I mean, that's sort of the, it, just an internal term. But yes, you're right. You play it, Jeff. You play it, and then I go, I log on, and there's you, and I see every answer that you gave. If it's a gibberish question, I'll see what answer you typed in for the gibberish question. If it's the Jack Attack, I'll see if you got one right or if you got it 
it right and I got it wrong, or if we both got it right. And so, yeah, and that way you feel like you you really feel like. Uh, people have told us, you know, you really feel like you're playing with your friends right there at that time, but it doesn't require that you get all your friends together and play at the exact same time. Uh, you know, the performance answers don't really bother me because, you don't know, Jack, for me anyway, it's not about getting a high score. It's like a fun, it's almost like watching a TV show, but it's, you know, you're participating in it. I mean, it's about the writing. It's not about just getting the highest score. So it doesn't bother me, but are you guys selling these? Is this a product people are really interested in? You know, we are selling them. People, you know, we were like, hey, you think people were going to buy these? Well, let's put them out there and see if they buy them. And you know what? People are buying them, you know? And, uh, you know, I would say when I, when I log into play, it's an average of one to two people maybe in the, 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 of my friends that have played the episode that are, that are using them. So there, people are definitely using them, and they definitely, you know, I think the, the, the biggest benefit they give you is if you get a question wrong, they sort of, you know, mitigate the wrongness a little oh. bit. Oh, I was wondering about that because it's a multiplier, and I was wondering if it also multiplied how much you lose if you get something wrong. Yeah, it's sort of subtract. It's a it's a smaller you lose a smaller percentage. Well, maybe I should invest in these. <laughs> you guys, like we already talked about, you have these uh, fake, very funny, uh, fake commercials for very funny products in the game. Have you ever considered maybe having real advertisements for real products? Is that uh, part of the business model? Well, you know, it's definitely come up from time to time. I'm in sure fact, someone uh, suggested it, and not one of the writers. <laughs> <laughs> You're absolutely right, Jeff. Uh, no, I mean, back in the day, actually, when we, we used to have an old uh, version of an internet internet called The Net Show, or uh, internet version of the game called The Net Show, and then we had The Web Show. But in the, back in The Net Show, way back in the late 90s, we actually did have uh, interstitial ads that we uh, were a little... Uh, you know, animated ads that we actually did sell a few of those to folks. And then we also did sort of sponsorships of entire episodes. I remember we did a one for uh, AMC when they were doing like a Hollywood or a Halloween movie fest on AMC. And then we did a, an M&M's one at one point. Um, so we did sort of a, a larger, like you're, they're sponsoring the entire episode. And it, that may happen in, on Facebook uh, down the road, but it's definitely there's definitely a line like these are the real sponsors and these are clearly the fake sponsors. <laughs> the real sponsors will be happy to know they're being separated too. Yes, <laughs> I would hope. I would hope that a you know a respected brand wouldn't want to be shoved in you know right next to Animal Lovers Boutique and you know you know Glug Light Beer. It's it's so cool for me to see you don't know Jack evolving over the years. Uh, you know from it, it has an interesting origin. I've mentioned a few times. I, a few times this episode, I've referred to you don't know Jack as a video game. Do you guys call it a video game? I don't feel totally right. That doesn't feel totally accurate when I say it. More often, we call it a game show. Exactly. You know I mean? Right. 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 Yeah. But it's, it's, not, it's not a real game show. You don't win real money. But I mean, you it, it definitely that's the that's the whole you know oeuvre of the game. It's a game show. And it's interesting to see it on these wildly different platforms like the PC uh, and the console and this thing Facebook, which you know no one could have imagined when the game started. And uh, but still, it looks the same. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's sort of like I think the biggest challenge every time we come out with a new version of the game is to make it feel new and fresh and designed specifically for that format, but also still maintain the thing that everybody loves about you don't know Jack. And I think so far with mo most of the versions of the game, we've 
done that. And I think the Facebook version, particularly, we've we've gotten more positive comments about the Facebook version than a lot of our previous versions. So it, it seems to work. It's always a balance of uh, of innovating and then staying true to you know the core game. Yeah, I think what makes uh, you don't know Jack so unique amongst other I'm not going to use the video game and call them interactive games uh, is that it does look the same as it looked 15 years ago, and it doesn't matter because uh, it's not about the, the graphics or anything like that. It's all about the writing. The game's all text, and there's I think there's very few games. I mean, they don't make text adventures anymore, so there's very few games uh, where that's true. For us, it's like the... The text is like you know we we've perfected the art of text you know I mean it's sort of like our our art department would say that you know the text I mean they they spend as much time uh, you know perfecting how the text looks how it flies on the screen how it flies on and off the screen the movements the subtle movements of the text how it floats in and out as uh, you know. They spend a, they spend just as much time on that as a you know probably someone does animating a football player tackling you know another football player but I you know it's 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 definitely a simpler game it's a clean simple game but you know when we released the console game in uh, uh, 2011 you know and we got the reviews and the reviews started coming in and we were in the mid 80s on uh, you know on Metacritic and it was like it's saying exactly what you said they're like you know the the graphics the, the, it's not about the graphics it's it's very simple but it's still fun with all that in mind uh what was the what happened with the TV show version cuz i was a, i've been a fan <laughs> Uh, of the show, I've been a fan of the show. That's I'm calling it a show. I've been a fan of You Don't Know Jack forever. I remember when the TV show came on. I was excited about it and I watched it. Uh, did you Did you guys enjoy the product? Were you pleased with the final product there? Oh, now you've painted me in a corner, Jeff. Uh, no, well, okay. I did. Let me say, uh, I did. I don't remember <laughs> it very well, but I I think I liked it. Yeah. Okay. So there, we obviously liked some of it, and and some of it we didn't like. Um, we certainly did not feel it was, you know, <laughs> it was as good as it could have been and then we we, we and hey if the show lasted the six the six week run and we know why it only lasted a six week run but uh, so it could have been better that said i mean <laughs> there was still there was still something about it that we loved and people still kind of love about it uh it just was just kind of <laughs> what we what we learned is that you know there's this magic that happens when you know you feel like you're engaged in the the game show that you lose a little bit of that when you take it and now there are other people on the game show and you're just watching them and i th- i think that was sort of like the key the key thing but you know it was an interesting experience i was out there actually i went out there to la to to write for that and tom gottlieb who is the voice of cookie masterson he was out there both writing and performing uh as the as the uber announcer for the show and then paul rubens was the was the host of the show and you know it was just it was a very interesting process but i think in some ways it was a little disjointed and it just didn't quite come together in the best way possible so how do you guys try to correct uh for that element of interactivity that's missing oh you mean on the tv show yeah yeah well you know one of the things is you <laughs> uh, i think one of the things is like you don't want to have people on the show who are answering too quickly because then it doesn't give the user at ho- or the viewer at home a time to answer. I'm not saying we got stupid people to play the people on the sh- uh, contestants on the show, but you know it's sort of the same the same thing. Yeah, I think they do the same thing with other game shows. You know, like Wheel of Fortune. If they had a genius on there that was answering all the po- puzzles immediately, then the people at home wouldn't get to play. So it's always you want to make sure that the people at home get to play along. And we, you know, the Jellyvision also had another game show that was on the USA Network, which was Smush, 
the game show, which which aired on USA, and it had kind of a similar thing where um, it lasted a little longer. It, it had the Ken Ken Ober, the host, uh, was you know from the old MTV Remote con- Control show. He was the host, yeah, sure. and um, you know it, it lasted it lasted quite a bit longer than the the Jack the you don't know Jack TV show did. But you know it had the same thing. It's sort of like um, you know you kind of wanted to play more as opposed to watching other people play. So I think that's why our game works best when you're playing it. Do you think if you had another try, are there things you would do differently, or do you think You Don't Know Jack uh, is an interactive game, and it's not meant to be one-way, beaming it at people entertainment? I think we could probably, I think in today's day and age, we could probably find a lot of ways to engage the user that maybe we couldn't have back then in 2000. I think we, I think it would be a different experience, and I, I, I wouldn't rule out the fact that we could probably pull, pull it off. Do you see the influence of You Don't Know Jack on quote-unquote real game shows? Oh, geez. Um, I, I don't know so much. You know, the, the place that I've noticed it a little bit more is in actual video games, where I've seen more and more where there where there's more of a custom response to certain things that you do in games that wasn't quite there before. That sort of we sort of pioneered with You Don't Know Jack, which you, we were talking about earlier. But I do notice that I, when I'm playing games, uh, you know, myself on Xbox or or Wii or whatever, I I'm like, well, hey, you know, that's I, I ten years ago, I don't think they would have you know made that comment about that particular putt I just made on you know Tiger Woods golf. But now they do, so I it's sort of I kind of see it there. Um, as far as like on actual TV game shows. Um, no, I don't think so. I mean, the, if anything, on TV game shows, I think they've become a little bit more about, you know, high production values. And that's sort of, we always had that in You Don't Know Jack, but I, I don't think we've, we're in the realm of the, of the, like, who wants to be a millionaire kind of, you know, a giant, huge experience with, uh, you know, lights and beating heartbeats and that kind of, I mean, we, we have a little bit of that, but uh, I don't think we've affected them as much as... Uh, as much as no, they haven't affected us either. No, it's been no connection whatsoever. Well, I don't know. I think that uh, <laughs> a show like uh, Jeopardy. I'm not a Jeopardy historian, but there was definitely a time when Jeopardy was very dry, and the questions uh, were much, or the answers, as it were, were very simple, and they just state a fact and expect you to know it. Now, if you watch Jeopardy, and they talked about this a little when uh, Watson was there, and I think this was made. Watson's appearance on that show so impressive. Uh, the Jeopardy vet questions kind of have the same thing, where there's a, a clever turn of phrase, or there's an interesting theme in the category that you have to kind of figure out what they're asking. Uh, and who wants to be a millionaire? Uh, a little bit too. Yeah, you know, now that you mention it, I, there, I, 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 in Jeopardy specifically, I have noticed a couple times where I'm like, I, exactly what you said. I said, you know, that kind of seems like the edge, the, uh, the way you don't know Jack would ask a question. You know, and I've, I've seen that a couple times. And of course, one of the classic ones uh, from way back when was Win Ben Stein's Money, which actually came out after us, but they had a very similar way of asking, or they had categories for questions that were, you know, there are categories are kind of funny. And they, they kind of had a very similar approach. To that, so I and I don't know, I don't know which came first, chicken or egg. There, I mean, they're not they're not ripping off your questions, but I think you guys uncovered something that uh, you know that there, a new way to ask questions that was more interesting than the old way, and I think that uh, had influence. Well, I, I perhaps you're right, and I hope you are. Do you have a favorite game show host? Oh goodness, uh, well, you know, unfortunately, yes. I mean. Uh, Richard Dawson, he just died. We actually did a question about that, you know, from the old Family Feud. And, of course, from the old Match game, he was on that. He's a kind of an old-school kind of guy, you know. But, but, you know, any man who could get away with, you know, making out with every woman that ever walked on that stage, 
and still be funny. You know, I mean, I get kudos to the man. I love that guy. That's like that's um, like that type doesn't really exist anymore. I think game shows, and maybe this is Keith Oberman, Remote Control. Uh, you'll often get like a stand-up comedian hosting that, which is great. I love stand-up comedians, but that like uh, you know, Wink Martindale, Richard Dawson type. <laughs> I, I don't know. That's maybe a dying breed. Yeah. Oh man, Wink Martindale. I mean, and, and Chuck Woolery, those right, guys. Right. I mean, those guys were just like. I mean, I could name even more that people wouldn't even know. Like the old card sharks. I used to watch that all the time. Sure. But yeah, I mean, you don't get those guys anymore. And that's what Richard Dawson, like, the man just created. Like, that show, imagine that show if, like, Drew Carey was hosting it. Not nothing against Drew Carey. But, you know, well, actually, you can imagine that show with uh, comedians hosting totally. it because about 12, com- 12 comedians have hosted Family Feud since, uh, since Richard Dawson died and to varying levels of success or not success, yeah. I guess you could say. I think Steve Harvey's doing a pretty good job. Yeah, he's got. I actually never seen. I've never actually seen an episode with him hosting it. I've just seen a bunch of YouTube. Well, clips that's of the thing. They've gone uh, full bore on the social media for Family Feud, and if you go to their YouTube channel, uh, this isn't like random people putting it up. I think they're manufacturing these like crazy moments. You know, they're setting it up to uh, let them happen. Uh, but they seem to be aware of what they're doing, which is kind of an interesting way of seeing Family Feud evolve. Well, that's true. You know, in fact, I remember a question when. Uh, Oh, uh, what's his, uh, Louis Anderson? Do you remember when he was the host? Sure. Yeah. Okay. Show me pizza. That's right. Well, I remember one of the. I was very close to what I was going to say. One of the questions that he asked was, "Was um, name something that men lie about the size of?" Now, is there a more leading question than that? <laughs> than that question? You know. Yeah, I think there's a lot of that now. I think uh, the Steve Harvey <laughs> show appears to be all set up, which is fine. Do you have a favorite game show of all? You seem to. Uh be familiar with the genre. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, you know, I would say, well, the old match game, which I wish they would bring back, was hilarious because it was just six comedians making funny, make you know, finishing jokes. That's an interesting one because match game isn't even really, uh, it's not even really a game show. Like, the game show is just a facade to set up these comedians right. making, making jokes. Exactly. And, of course, I loved... Uh, the gong, the old gong show back in the day too. I mean, I'm just showing my age now, but the the gong show was just, I mean, you know, th- that was just to, to me that was the pinnacle of comedy when I was a, a young youth. Um, but today, you know, today, you know, we actually did a version of Who Wants to Be a Millionaire. On, uh, Jellyvision did for this for for PC actually back in 2000. We got to meet Regis. Yeah, I got to meet Regis. He came here to the office, and you know, he got here at like seven o'clock in the morning. There were like three of us here, just three of us. And he opens the door and he's like, "Hello, jelly people!" <laughs> but you know, I mean, it, there was no one here for him to say hello to that loud, that loud anyway. But you know, it was it was pretty awesome. And he took a nap. Uh, he took a nap on our couch up here, and I, I sort of like told you know, maybe he'll hear. He probably won't hear this. No, he's he's a fan. He listens. Sure, okay. <laughs> he said, "I said, you know, I got everybody in the office. I'm like, if you want to see Regis sleeping, now's the time." We all just sort of did a single file by Regis's couch while he was sleeping. So that was interesting. And then we went out to dinner, and it was fun, you know. He's a character, Regis is. Is there a game show that you think uh, you would particularly excel at if you were given the opportunity to appear on? I, You know, uh, well, I, I'm pretty good at, uh, at Wheel of Fortune when I watch that at home. People get mad. But I would like to see how I, how I do on Jeopardy. But, you know, I always wonder, would they allow me to be on Jeopardy because I'm kind of... You know, I kind of have been working in trivia for so long now. I know really a lot of those useless facts. So, so you're good at trivia because you've been working in trivia. Sure. I mean, you know, we've done here. We've. I mean, I think uh, the last count was 
something over you know twenty thousand questions in the history of you don't know Jack. So I mean, it's just a lot, a lot of questions. I don't, I don't, I can't say I remember all of them, but I certainly remember a good portion of them. So that really helped me when I'm playing. I said again, that's the question: Would they let me on Jeopardy? I don't know. Do you ever play Trivial Pursuit against your friends? No one will play with. No me. one will play. No. No, it's really pointless. Were you into trivia before you uh, started working on You Don't Know Jack? Yeah, I'm just a big games player myself, so I was into games. That's so I. That's one of the things that I kind of bring, I think, to the table here is that I try to. I I I like game strategy and how games are set up and making sure that everything's fair and is fun for everyone at all times. That's sort of my my big thing is like making sure everyone is engaged at, at all times. I think sometimes when you play a game like Trivial Pursuit or some other games like that, what happens is you're sitting there and someone goes on a run of answering five or six straight questions and they're rolling the dice and they're getting roll again and it's just going and you don't do anything for you know 10, 20 minutes at a time and to me that's the hallmark of just a bad gameplay experience. Yeah, Trivial Pursuit's the worst. I hate playing Trivial Pursuit. Yeah, so the whole thing is keep people engaged at all times. Everyone should be paying attention at all times and feel like they're, they're, they have a stake in what's going on. What games do you think uh, are particularly good examples, besides You Don't Know Jack, obviously, of, uh, of this kind of design? Oh, um, oh, that's a good question. You know, um, uh, well, you know, when you're talking about like board games or... The, home games, things like that, you know, some of the classics like uh, Taboo I think is great because not only you're playing, but then the other team gets a chance to steal. Anything where the other team gets a chance to steal or pay attention all the time, I think that's good. And you don't know Jack has that via Screw Your Neighbor. Yes, like the console version definitely has the Screw Your Neighbor version. Which, uh, for those that never played the game, lets you force your opponents to answer a question that you think they don't know the answer to. <laughs> that's That's right. Of course, if they answer it, then you get screwed. Right, right, right. That's how that works. Um, yeah, but as far as like you know, uh, console games or PC games or um, internet games right now, I'd have to say um, anything not by Zynga. And I, you know, that's the I, again. I'm gonna now. Now I'm in legal trouble. But I think that was why I was so excited to see you don't know Jack on Facebook because I like games. I'm like you. I love video games and board games. But uh, I never. Just Facebook games are huge. They're one of the. They're a major leg of the gaming industry now. Uh, and yet, I've never played a Facebook game I enjoyed. And when I played, you don't know Jack. I actually invited. I've never done this with any app on Facebook ever before. I invited my friends to play. Yeah, you know that's the thing. If I could get one thing, I appreciate that. If, if, if I could get one statement out about about You Don't Know Jack on Facebook, it's exactly what you just said. People tell us over and over again, I hate Facebook games, but I love You Don't Know Jack on Facebook. And so, you know, I, you know, again, to us, it's sort of like second nature, you know, it's sort of like, well, yeah, we, this, this game, put this game on Facebook, and it seems to fit perfectly, and it engages people at all times, where I think that there are a lot of other games, uh, most other games out there, just are just, uh, they're not for me, but, you know, maybe they're, and uh, clearly there are people who like playing them, but I think if you give You Don't Know Jack a shot, you'll enjoy it perhaps a little bit more than any other game on Facebook. My, my opinion. I agree. I'm with you. And I host the show. Thank you, Jeff. Thank you. You know, we're talking about perfectly balanced games, we're talking about board games. I gotta ask, are you into Settlers of Catan? You know, I am not. I actually have never played Settlers of Catan. Oh my god, Catan. dude, you gotta check it out. Uh, because I think it exemplifies, and like listeners are rolling their eyes right now at me bringing up Catan again, but uh, it exemplifies exactly what you're talking about, and everyone be, it's, the gameplay of it is really, um, 
perfect, really, in the way that uh, it, everyone's always involved. You're never too far behind. Um, every turn, you have an opportunity to do something. And uh, based on what you, I, I know we just met, but based on what you just said, I think you'd really enjoy it. Yeah, I think I, you know, there, there, there are definitely some folks I know here that on the team that play it, and. Uh, but I've never. But what you were saying, you know, about the ability to catch up and win until anybody can win at any time. That's also a key thing, you know. And I think there are some games that don't do that well. Like some games will do. Like I remember back on the old Nintendo, it was like uh, Jordan versus Bird. You know, it was the old Michael Jordan versus Larry Bird game. It'd be like, you know, you'd get a twenty-point lead on your opponent, and then somehow all of your shots would suddenly start missing and the opponent would catch up and it seemed kind of fake, you know, a fake way to let people catch uh, up. I still call that NBA Jam Syndrome. Yeah, that's exactly what it is, the NBA Jam Syndrome. And so uh, that's what I, you know, we we definitely don't do that, you don't know, Jack, but we what we do is we like we make it so that, you know, there's a chance. There's a chance with the final round, the jack attack that happens at the end of every game, it's worth a lot of money and you can really, really catch up at, 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 the, at the end of the game, so you're never really out of it. And, you know, we try to balance out the points so that, you know, it, it, it works out. So that's I think it's another key of a good game, making sure no one, one, that no one's just sitting there doing nothing, and two, that they can always have a chance to come back and win. It's interesting because I always thought of you don't know Jack as, you know, at its core, just trivia. So it's interesting to hear how uh, these traditional video game lessons apply to it, too. Are there any others? Like, what, other, what else does a video game, should a video game do uh, that you tried to do with You Don't Know Jack? And, the, and I'm just talking gameplay, not the actual uh, questions themselves. A lot of the things that we've learned over time, we've kind of learned from our own game. <laughs> you know, it's sort of like, uh, but it, w- one of the things that really helped us, you know, when we were making the current console game was, because we had never, we hadn't really made games for uh, Xbox, PlayStation, Wii yet. We, were, we would look at other games like Rock Band, um, which, which is not, you know, uh, a real analog to You Don't Know Jack, but is a game that we respect and like and uh you know actually a magazine came out in two before we even released the console version and said the top 10 party games of all time and rock band was number one and you don't know jack was number five and we would we had not even had a game released for like eight years so we took that as like you know a, a compliment but we so we looked at um how they sort of got people into the game you know the the front end of the game what what's the the seamless way of getting people like signed in um uh hooked up how everyone's controllers hooked up and uh working properly and then s- getting people into the game uh, as quickly as possible, but still allowing for people to be like in a party atmosphere. And so we kind of, we, 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 we used a lot of their uh, techniques as sort of like an example for how we would do it. We didn't obviously steal the exact way, but you know, and so it, the, the, there's games like that that are out like right now that maybe aren't exactly analogs to a trivia game, uh, but that use things that we feel work well in sort of like a party setting. And that's sort of, you know, the other kind of aspect of playing You Don't Know Jack on console anyway is sort of like playing with your friends and being in a party setting. So uh, we did use some of those things. Yeah, I was actually playing Rock Band 3 just this weekend. And uh, yeah, I know how long it's been out. And I was reflecting on how the series has grown. And when you play uh, when you play that first Guitar Hero game, obviously an incredible game, uh, but they really make it hard. Like you got to play some songs you don't like to unlock the songs you do like. You have to just guess what difficulty level's appropriate, and then you're committed to it. Right, uh, right. You can't, like, if your friend, if, like, someone comes and goes, it's a whole ordeal. you got to back all the way out. Now, Rock Band 3, they've really sharpened that knife, and uh, people can come and go as they please. You can change difficulties in the middle of this song. All the songs come unlocked, and they're just like, go have fun. They've really, like, gotten out of the way and uh, let the, the main thing, the actual 
playing rock band, or in your case, the trivia, uh, take center stage. Right, yeah, and that's the thing with being on Facebook now, like I said before, you know, we can make those kind of changes on the fly, and it's that we don't have to wait for like, oh, well, the uh, the last console version did this, and here's what we would do differently. It's like, you know, well, what do we want to do differently? Let's do it, and we can do it, and we can put it up, and we can put it up right now and have people play it and give us feedback and make changes on the go. So that's, again, that's one of the cool things about being on Facebook now. Yeah, it's really cool. I'm really excited, uh, you know, kind of to have You Don't Know Jack back in my life. I don't know... Uh, I've I had a lot of the old PC ones. I think I had at least three of them, and I think I had the movies one too. I kind of lost track of it around the time of consoles, just because my consumption patterns changed to that. Like, you know, I wouldn't buy a uh, forty or fifty or whatever you guys charge for a disc of just you don't know Jack, but I still love the game. And the Facebook uh, Facebook version is you know the perfect way to play it now. Uh, it's it gives it in like a, a really a good digestible serving size. It's fun. You know, all your friends can be involved, and it's free for them to get involved too. And I'm just very excited about it. I have one last question. Uh, I went to Jellyvision's website trying to track you guys down, and uh, the games is just like a small percentage of the website. It's it's like a, a small a subsection. What else does Jellyvision do? Well, there's a whole other you know huge culture here of people who are working on something entirely different. And in fact, they have more employees, and like, like as reflected by the website, they have more employees in the Jellyvision Lab is what that's called. There's Jellyvision Games and Jellyvision Lab. And the Jellyvision Lab, they do interactive conversations for uh, for outside businesses. So they'll uh, work with healthcare companies or other companies who are, are trying to sell uh, or um, in, inform their or, t- or teach things to their customers or even to their uh, to their own employees. Um, for instance, uh, explaining benefits to a, a large company company needs to explain their benefits to their uh, employees. So this Jellyvision Lab will put together uh, an informative but yet engaging experience where it explains it to you, it's interactive, it asks questions, it's got a little bit of humor in it, some interesting art in it, and it kind of draws you through and sort of, it's more of an uh, educational and or um, sort of sales kind of angle on things. How does but still but still using that sort of engagement sorry in, engagement sort of like someone's talking to you you're giving input and that's how we're drawing you through the experience so that's kind of like the the tie it has to you don't know Jack someone's talking to you you're giving input and we're responding that is an, it's an interesting thing for the company to specialize in and it's cool to see that it has uh, both really fun applications like you don't know Jack and really boring ones like talking about health insurance. Well, you said it, not me, Jeff. I... <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, Steve, thank you so much. Uh, for t- I've, I've been a long-time fan of the project. This was really a pleasure talking. It was fun talking to you, Jeff. Thank you for having me on. I know it sometimes sounds like I'm kissing up to the guest, but keep in mind... I book the guests, so I only get people, and also, no one's making me do the show, so I only am doing this to talk to people uh, whose work I do love, and who I am a huge fan of, and who I'm interested in, and I wasn't just saying it because I was talking to Steve, you guys should really go check out You Don't Know Jack uh, on Facebook, it's free, and it's great, and I love it. Thank you so much for listening to the show. I will be back on Tuesday. New episode. Uh, I'll remind you, if you follow me on Twitter, where I am at Jeff Rubin Show, on Tumblr, where I am Jeff Rubin, Jeff Rubin.com, YouTube.com slash Jeff Rubin, Jeff Rubin, and my Facebook fan page. Bye for now.